Well, hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the new next episode. New, new, next, no, whatever you want to go. I don't even know. <laughs> Welcome to. I, I was watching Jesse's fingers work, and uh, you know, just kind of <laughs> got me off guard here for a second. Uh, welcome uh, to podcast eight. Uh, Chris and I are kind of shocked. We're eight podcasts in already. Seems like things are flying by. But we are honored to have Catherine Rivas with us today. And uh, Catherine, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, guys. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm Catherine Rivas. Um, I work with I work for the mortgage firm. I'm a loan originator. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is, this is a good way to start it right there. You know, so uh, everybody knows the goal of our show is we always try to get good information out and talk to different people about different things. Um, last week, we had our buddy Mike Bush on. Uh, Mike Bush himself is an entrepreneur. He uh, obviously works in the tattoo industry, but kind of self-made man, kind of has worked his way up. Um, single dad, um, doing the whole family thing. And now we have Catherine Rivas on, who is in the same situation, but a single mom. She's worked her way up. Uh, you were you were born here. I was born in New York City. Grew up in Dominican Republic, so you can hear the accent. Uh, bilingual, I speak Spanish, and um, yeah, I've been in Florida since I was ten, so I consider myself a Floridian. Awesome. Now, uh, when you came over, uh, obviously bilingual, was it a weird adjustment coming in? It definitely was. The uh, language was a little hard. Um, down there, you do go to school, and um, they teach you English as much as they can. Um, but coming here as a 10th grader, going in, and I was going into 7th grade gotcha. as a 10th grader. And they said, you're a little bit too young. So they made me, they pulled me back into 6th grade. And I redid 6th grade, uh, learned English, of course. And um, here we are. Were the, were the grades like the same level, though? So when you went back to 6th grade, was it the same as 6th grade in the Dominican? Or was it, the, was it more advanced there, here, about the same? It, it's a little tougher. Down there. down there, they're definitely tougher with the with the um, education. Um, so when I came in, it was more of a language barrier right. than anything else. Um, but other than that, I mean, as soon as I picked up the language and was able to communicate, they just it became pretty. It became easier. Right. Now, now, how long did that take? Hmm, I don't know. I think I was more my little sister. She's two years younger than me. She, of course, came with me at the same time. Um, it was easier for her. I think she's a little bit less judgmental of herself, so she didn't care about her accent. She was just kind of out there. Um, I was able to understand it. I was able to speak it, but I was a little bit more reserved. So gotcha. it took me a little bit, um, but yeah. Now with that, obviously, that, that kind of, you know, we talk about women's empowerment. We talk about leadership in general, but as a as a youth, I mean, taking those steps, that's that's a huge step for a young age to kind of, go to a new area, learn a new language, and, and have that motivation to consistently move, you know, because there's a lot of people who, when they come here from whatever country they come from, um, that, that language barrier actually holds them back um, to where they, they kind of either become stagnant or they don't push through their educational system. They split off and just kind of go do their own thing. So, you know, from a mindset at, at a young age, that's, that's, that's pretty intense, you know. Well, yeah, when you're that young, you don't really have a choice, you know. I think it's a little, if you're older and you come here and you're just going to work a 9 to 5 and kind of keep to yourself, it's a little bit easier to kind of just stay to yourself and not learn the language or not want to advance. Mm -hmm. um, I was a kid, so it was kind of like, what do you do? You learn the language and you push through. Um, my parents are really big on education, 
super huge on education. Um, so my sister and I pushed through. We um, we came here. We weren't in Dominican Republic. We were in Catholic school. We came here. We were in Catholic school all through high school. Um, and yeah. Yeah, my daughter goes to Catholic school. So what school? Uh, she goes to Ascension. Okay. So you know we uh, we're kind of the same way. She uh, one of those kids that likes the smaller classrooms, more involved. Um, they're a little bit more thumb on top of the student mm-hmm. um so it was nice we, you know we get our weekly emails and they keep us up to date so i can imagine uh you know coming over here and being uh going through that transformation through the language and in- introducing a new culture almost i mean because like chris knows don't don't even start don't even start he's looking at me my, my family's my family's italian and german no they're not my family is Italian and German. No, they're not. What, okay, what is it? What are they? Uh, they're definitely not Italian. Fernandez is not an Italian name. <laughs> We've been over this a lot. <laughs> he, he, he is. Uh, he it's is, French. You're French. We've decided that. <laughs> I'm French. You're French. Okay, I'm French. All right. So, either way, I'm some Maybe genre like, of white. Like that's let's Swedish. Go You're very neutral. <laughs> yeah. So Uh-oh. Swedish. Okay. Okay. I'll just 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 I'll blanket. I'll just take me. I'm white. You know. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, and I'm not just white. I'm like uber white. Like yeah. like I am. Grew up middle class kid. Mom was a preschool teacher. Dad was a police officer. You know, I I grew up in the rural area. I had cows in my backyard. They weren't my cows, but they were cows. You know, I remember, you know, looking out my back window and seeing cows out there. And then I married into a Puerto Rican family. Mm, They were culture shock. Yeah. um, uh, I think the first time that a a guy came and, like, hugged me and kissed me on the cheek, I was like, okay. Um, (laughs) We don't do that. We're more of, like, the bro tap. And then we just kind of keep rolling like that's how we, we do it um so there was a whole different culture shock so i mean i can't imagine you know coming here and seeing how one one culture does it compared to what you were used to in the dominican right. republic um uh, chris chris is a uber white guy too he's pretty white um I okay mean, he he is uh <laughs> i don't know how to i don't know how to respond to that <laughs> just, just go yes that is true yes. i mean I, I mean, this is the guy who watches wrestling, like, I mean, and he still believes it's real. Like, huh. like <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't even know. Hulk Hogan's amazing. I mean, like, totally, yeah, but, uh, and he believes in Bigfoot. Do you believe in Bigfoot before we go any further? I don't think so. Okay. So we're on the same page. Chris is not. No. What about, wait, wait, you're Hispanic. What about Chupacabras? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, you hear the stories. I've heard the stories, but. I, See, that's a hard culture to believe, difference. I guess. That's a culture difference right there. You know, like Chris is like, white people are like, we got to go squatch and look for Bigfoot. <laughs> you know, Hispanics are like, beware the chupacabra. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's so interesting when you start getting into the culture aspect of it. Me, uh, you know, starting to learn about what my wife's family was like. And, uh, you know, we were talking before uh, about going to birthday parties. You know, we have a birthday party. They're like, take a picture of the kid with a cake and let's move on. Blow the candles. Yeah, blow out the candles. Now, now you know the truth. When you go to a Hispanic party, there's 750 pictures, and they're taken with everybody broken down by cousins, aunts, uncles. Now we got to get boys, everybody. The girls, the parents. Yeah. Yes. So you know it's totally different. So for me, I'm like, oh, man, I just want the cake before it melts. You know. Um, Chris grew up um, kind of a Lasky kid. We discussed this last week. Apparently, uber white. Uber white, Uber watching white. wrestling. Right. Um, white trash is what I like to. Oh, man. Okay, it's way better. <laughs> oh, man. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, look, Chris is like, uh, well, you know. Uh, grew up in Southeast Palm Bay. There were no traffic lights. We watched wrestling. Uh, was your road paved? Did you That's know? how it was when I came here when I was yeah. 10. 
So we came here and there was nothing. I mean, nothing. Yeah, I liked it. And we were used to going to, uh, you know, New York City and, you know, kind of. Totally different. Yeah, there was nothing here. Yeah, I like it. I wish it would go there back like that way. There was like one car. Like it's too congested One now. car out on the street. Yeah, no, Chris could, is Chris is out there in the meadow trying to get abducted by aliens. You know, that's like <laughs> that's where Chris is at. Somewhere quiet. Yeah, somewhere quiet, just talking about things. You know, squatching in the woods. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we uh, one of the reasons Chris and I do the show is uh, be, being able to meet people like you. Um, I obviously I follow you on social media, and one of the things I notice you do, you're always kind of posting, you know, positive things, uh, good mentality things, uh, development aspects of it. Uh, what did you do? Uh, obviously, you went through your school. Um, how did you get to the position you're at now? In mortgages? Yeah. Um, well, I was in college. I just kind of needed a part-time job. And I picked up a front desk job with a mortgage broker. And then from there, just kind of learned. Um, I've met my uh, branch manager, Sarah Heidi, there. So we've been cool. buddies since 2010. Um, and um, kind of got kind of bored. Sitting there at the front desk, got my hands into all the departments that I could. Um, did a little bit of QC, processing, uh, junior processing, and then processing. Um, and then within a year, Sarah and I were running a processing department in the office, and I was kind of the head of it. Um, from there, we, of course, we left the broker. We went to the mortgage firm, and um, I was processing, uh, loan partnering, and I helped Sarah with... Um, I was the assistant branch manager for the, the office. Um, Sarah and I were at the Melbourne office, Sarno office, mm-hmm. and, you know, she wanted to break off. She took me with her, and we went from two people. Right now we have 11 in our office. Super proud. And you have a, a friend of mine over there, too, Ashley Cahalan, correct? I love Ashley. Uh, That's my buddy. She she is awesome. She's gonna actually going to be doing some stuff with me on the, on the side. Um, I've obviously known her husband for a long time through law enforcement. He, he's also a police officer. Um, great guy. One of the nicest dressers. Well, I'm going to say it to the camera. Tommy Cahalan is one of the nicest dressers in law enforcement. I'll just throw it out there. Um, I think Ashley dresses him, but that's about all I can say. <laughs> um, he is the only guy I know who can get away with wearing a sweater. No, I can't. I, I know. You can't even get. Do they make sweaters your size? They do. Uh, they do, got husky section. Oh, they do. Yeah. It's like husky jeans, husky sweaters. That's right. what you got. Okay. Um, so as you were developing up, uh, obviously, splitting off every time you split off that's kind of a risk it was um how calculated was that when we left the office um it was kind of an overnight thing um sarah said i'm going that's and awesome I've, I've known her for a while and i said you know i'm in this in the industry because of you so i'm going let's that's go awesome and i feel like it was uh did you ever see jerry Maguire? <laughs> did you see jerry Maguire? no then this is not gonna be any good now <laughs> never mind move on Wait, hold on. Uh, we <laughs> you don't remember the part in Jerry Maguire where he gets fired and he goes, I'm leaving and I'm starting my own agency and who's coming with me and nobody stands up. And then finally Renee Zellweger stands up. And she's like, I'll go with you. And they marched out of there proud and went and started their own. Jesse firm. was totally in that whole thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's and a sports movie. I don't expect you to have seen it. It has nothing to do with it's- hockey. Does have Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooden Jr. I do remember that. That's the Show Me the Money movie, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, that's the. I don't. I never watched it. Oh, well, it's, it's a great movie. Fun. I know there was like a little kid in there. All right. Yes. That's yeah. all I remember. Yeah. Like, and you were probably like seven when that movie came out, so I don't even think it would apply to you unless you watch like black and whites on the TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're older than me. Just remember that. I'm older than you, but I don't watch like crappy movies. It's not a crappy movie. It's a great movie. Look. Okay. So Jesse. Okay. We're gonna go to the viewers on this one. Um, 
what is it called? Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Okay. We're going to see what people say about Jerry Maguire. I know people are going to make fun of you at work tomorrow. No. That's all I'm saying. First off, I took tomorrow off, so no, they won't. And B, uh, no. I think the majority of people have seen Jerry Maguire and will agree it's a great movie. <laughs> All right. What we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to discuss more uh, personal development with Catherine. And uh, we're going to see where we go from there. All right. What's up, sunshine? I am so excited about our new show. Oh, yeah? Well, what are we going to talk about? Real estate? Of course. How to get a mortgage? Yep, for first-timers and experienced owners. What about the best place to get a drink on the beach? Lightning, come on. Who would know better than us? All right, I dig it. Plus, I know we're going to bring in tons of great local guests, tell jokes, and talk about some of the hottest listings to hit the market. Oh my god, I can't wait. Sunshine and Lightning over Brevard will have new shows every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming live from the beautiful Space Coast Podcast Studios. And make sure you like our Facebook page, Sunshine and Lightning, Exit First Class Realty, and subscribe to Space Coast Podcast to make sure you don't miss out on any of our new shows. Dig it. All right, boom. Make sure you check out Space Cowboy Justice Space Cowboy with your Justice. hosts, Space Blake Cowboy Stewart Justice. and Paul Daly. We're going to be talking about interesting legal issues in the entertainment industry and everything geek. If you're into Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, comic books, we're talking about it. Coming at you from the Space Coast Podcast Studios. You're listening to the Space Coast Podcast Network. If you'd like to be featured as a guest or sponsor or even host your own show, please email us at spacecoastpodcast.hotmail.com. That is spacecoastpodcast.hotmail.com. Space Coast Podcast. Talk hard. Welcome back. Uh, we are here with Catherine Rivas. Um, all right. I'm going to throw it out to Jeff Fennick. He said that uh, Jerry Maguire is a good movie. Um, it, was a, it did come out a lot. We, we determined what? It was 1996? 96. 96. Yeah, I thought it was an early 2000s movie. So we, were, we did confirm that uh, you weren't even in this country at the time. That the, <laughs> I was a little young. Uh, you were a little young when that movie <laughs> yeah. uh, came out. Uh, Okay, one of the things I want to talk to you about is uh, you're, you're a single mom. I am. Uh, two children? Two little girls. Two little girls. Um, yeah, how old? 
six and eight. Six and eight. Put her on the spot. She's like, I don't know where my kids are. <laughs> you know, like, you know. They're about to turn seven and, and nine. So no, no, trust me. I know. It's like weird. people ask me, my eight year old's about to turn eighteen. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like you know, last year, how she's turned into a teenager at such a young age. All of a sudden. Yeah. No. No. I mean. She's one of your children. I know. Well, that's why they don't go to Catholic school. They're not yeah. allowed. So. <laughs> um, so being a single mom, you've been a single mom for how long now? I was um, divorced, finalized, uh, beginning of 2016. 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about that. Tell us, um, you know, the, the process of being a single mom. I mean, obviously, uh, Chris is married. I am not a single mom. You are not a single mom. <laughs> you are married. I yes. am married. Um I know how hard it is with two of us to make sure the kids are at school, make sure the kids are at practice, make sure the kids are at that. Um, how, how do you get all that done? It's tough. I mean, especially in our industry. We, we don't work a nine-to-five. We work whenever. Whenever there, somebody calls, we, we work. So it, it's, it get, definitely gets a little bit tough. Um, I, the girl's dad is there. He is a good dad. Uh, we just were not a good match. But he's a great dad, and I have a really good um, support system. That's awesome. My parents are amazing. My family's amazing. Um, so that helps. And we touched on that last week about the the family system support um, and how essential that is to, uh, especially a single parent. You know, I like I said, we're, I'm a two parent household, and there's times where Maria gets called out, and I'm at, I got to go to work. You know, and so. I can't go pick up Bella from school and her mom will pick her up. My dad will pick her up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's been remarried since my mom passed away. Joanne helps out a lot. Uh, my sister, you know, it's just kind of wherever, wherever it takes you. You know I mean? Sometimes, I mean, it's difficult. Uh, fortunately now Gabriel's 16. So he drives. That's that cool. was like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. You can drive yourself to baseball practice. The days have just turned amazing. You know, <laughs> like it's no longer being, Oh, I got to pick this one up at three, this one up at three thirty. back for baseball at four over to this at four thirty. Mm-hmm. you know, and you basically don't stop until all the practices are done. It's right. eight o'clock at night and you're like, who wants to cook? Does anybody want to cook or do we want to go get fast food, you know, or order out? And at that point you're like, Hmm, you wind up looking like me, Jesse and Chris, because <laughs> we go and pick up fast food all the time. <laughs> but look, what, don't look at me like that. You angered. I'd... I mean, I'm still strong. You're str- I didn't say you weren't strong. Look, you got his feelings hurt. Did you see that? I mean, just because I'm a sick. He gave me the look. He did. Oh. Don't look at me like that. Yeah. We all know how you look at me. We saw it in our <laughs> recent advertisement on Facebook. Um, <laughs> so uh, going through all that, uh, obviously you, you co-parent. Uh, uh, my wife and I were recently talking about that, and it's probably a show we're going to look at doing um, probably in the next month. But um, I obviously, my, when I met Maria, um, she had a four-year-old I think he was at the time um and so you know she's obviously been married divorced uh, we have the co-parenting on that side mm-hmm. uh, now your ex uh new relationships remarried or anything like that um yeah he's in a new relationship um I am newly in a new relationship um it's pretty new it, it's a little bit scary especially having two little girls um the only person that they ever seen mom with is dad, so they it, they have a lot of questions, and um, just really trying to take it slow. It's tough. It's tough. It's really tough. Um, with the time, I wanted to go back to to the time and the the practice and the school and all of that. I think going from I was very comfortable in a salary position, like I was telling you. So I went from assistant branch manager, nine to five. Didn't have to worry about anything on the weekend, nothing after 5 o'clock when I clocked out. That was it. 
um, but I was very comfortable. And I was so comfortable that I got to the point that I was getting annoyed be- at work. And they could tell you I was getting, I'm very close to Sarah, and I, I, I was getting frustrated because there was nothing new. There was no new development. I wasn't going anywhere is how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spoke with Sarah, and I said, you know what? I think I'm going to get my license. I can do this. I know I can. You know, I've helped so many people, so many loan originators develop them and um, kind of become successful. And I was kind of everybody's go-to person in the office that I was like, you know what? I think, I think it's my turn. Um, so Absolutely. Yeah. So it's definitely, I got licensed um, end of last year. Can we talk real quick? What, exactly what does a loan originator do? Because I think with mortgages, people get confused on, on when you call somebody and that's a person. Or, so what exactly does a, does a mortgage originator do? So we get you approved for a mortgage? That's it. <laughs> I like it. Well, there's, um, it depends where you work, but we have at the mortgage firm, we have a lot of different programs. Um, so when I take an application and I'm speaking with someone, looking at their credit, looking at their income, seeing what their debt to income looks like, we have to fit them into a program. You know, do they have to get uh, assistance? Are they able to do this on their own without assistance? Do they have the savings? Do they have the funds? Are they going to get gift? There's just a lot of different programs. Um, so we help them get into a program, see if they if they can start the process of shopping right away. If they can't, um, we put them on a plan. So you have terrible credit. I can help you with that. Let's look at your credit. What can we pay off? What can we pay down? What can we work on to get you to that goal? Um, and I love doing that. That's awesome. I that love is, it. That is awesome. Yeah, because I, I, honestly, I, I was like, I know you help people get loans. I didn't know that you all did all that. Like you'll actually walk people through and try and help guide them. Some of us do. That's oh. <laughs> Oh, see, look at that. Yes, Boom. some of us do. Um, we're pretty, I mean, we're really good in our office. We have an amazing office. I mean, I brag about the office. We have an amazing team. Um, we're willing to help whoever walks into that door. So if we can't get you qualified now, let's see what we can do. And if we can get you into a house six months, a year from now, we're going to do it. Now, you're bilingual. Is there anybody else in the office that's bilingual? Or are you? I'm the only one. That's awesome. That's a plus. That is that's a plus for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. Now you talked about stepping outside of your comfort zone, right? Um, even coming on the podcast today, you've said was kind of outside your comfort zone. I have zone. never gone live on Facebook ever, so this is yeah. This is big. This is big. But you, <laughs> it's all right. Nobody really watches it anyway. Look, so. Chris, <laughs> Chris always says that, and then we're like two thousand views later. You I don't know. know I'm like, kind of looking at all the people on here. Yeah, he always says that. I think that's what keeps him calm because he's like, nobody watches this. It's okay. I can be as stupid as I want to be. And then at the end of the day, everybody's like. Hey, man, I watched the podcast. It was really good today. And Chris is like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's just how things go. Yeah, right. That's just me. You know? We just show up. We talk. We leave. Yeah. So uh, being, stepping outside that comfort zone, uh, you know, you talked about just coming here. But and, but leaving what you left at average nine to five to go explore new options, I mean, how much has that meant to your, your life mentally, physically, family-wise? It's a little tough. Um, it's, it's a lot of getting used to. Um, but it's given me a lot of time. I don't have to be in an office nine to five. I have my laptop with me 24 seven, but I don't have to be in an office. So if I can wake up and be able to drop off my girls at school and have breakfast with them, that's a plus. So if I have to work, you know, till eight at night, nine, 10, pick up the phone, that's fine because I was able to have breakfast with them or, you know, go in and have lunch with them. Now, we talked about a family being important, so that, that time with your girls is huge for you, you know? Of course. I mean, it's huge for 
most parents. I mean, Chris and I work we, in a field where. Right. Well, I think we talked about that last week. Uh, the absent parent, how people can do that. I just, it's still boggles my mind. I don't understand how someone can have a child and then either you just walk away or you get divorced and one side says, nah, I'm good. And just leaves. I, I don't understand that. And so, yeah, family's family's huge. And I think, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I got nothing else. No, I, I, for us, we, one of the reasons we do the podcast is to focus on the family to bring things back to talk about stuff. Uh, we see a lot of a lot of negativity, a lot of negativity in the news. We've seen this week, this last week alone has just been. I'm, I'm just going to say it just to have to check the explicit box, but it's been a shit show yeah. this last this last couple of weeks. Um, shootings all over the place, just things all over the news that are just extremely unfortunate. Um, so keeping it back to the basics for us is huge. I mean. Obviously, you know, we're here in T-shirt and shorts um, because we're bringing it back to the family. We want to bring it back to the community that we live in uh, and talk about what's happening here. Um, Lisa, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because I always watch your post. And it's always something that's telling people to move forward, keep walking forward, keep pushing forward. Uh, But I think that comes with your story. I mean, uh, growing up in the Dominican, coming over here, having to adapt to a new culture, speak a new language, work your way up, get to a point where you're in college, get to a point where you have a job that you like but you want more, Mm -hmm. getting that uh, licensing, being willing to split off, Um, and even to the point realizing with with you and your ex that maybe things don't work. I mean, I've been divorced once. Um, My my wife has obviously been divorced previously. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So for us, we both understand that sometimes – Things aren't meant to be. Right. D- decisions that were made at a young age may not be what's good later on, but that doesn't have to be something that holds you back. I can tell you, and you, I'm sure you're in the same boat, um, divorces are terrible. They are miserable. That is a miserable time <laughs> in people's lives. No matter, even if you're happier without the person, it is still a miserable it's time. Tough. It is. It's and definitely then, tough. Then you would add in the kid factor and everything else that's going on. And I come, I come from a family that does not believe in divorce. Um, so that was very tough. I'm probably, if not the first, I think I'm probably one of the first to get divorced. No, and I got to commend you because one of the things you said earlier that I caught on to was your ex is a good father. And there's a lot of people, a lot of people who are split up that won't say my ex is a good mother, even if they are a good mother mm-hmm. or they're a good father, even if they are a good father. They They want to put out that perception of like, Negativity, negativity, negativity. I mean, it's not perfect. Uh, no, we don't get along all the time. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, clearly, it's tough. Co-parenting yeah. is tough. It's definitely tough. Um, we have different styles of co-parenting. We um, we have our ups and downs. One day we like each other, and one day we don't. But um, we're kind of stuck together. So that's what we, we, were, we were talking about that last week. <laughs> Got to make right. the best of it. Well, that's uh, like uh, my wife and her ex. Obviously, Gabriel's sixteen, but. He is at that point now where, I mean, he's going to be graduating next year. and But that's not where the relationship ends. I mean, this kid is going to be married one day and have right. kids. We're always going to be there. And when we get back from the break, we're going to touch a little bit more on that.
All right, in the studio, uh, breaking news. This guy re- like literally just broke down the door. He's got incredible news. Uh, his name is John Adams with the Fix Therapy. John, what's so important? What's going on? Well, we've got some exciting stuff to talk about. Well, tell me. What, what's, what, what, what do you have to share? Well, I've got a brand new podcast coming to you called the Live Life Aware, where we're going to be discussing all kinds of fun topics like biohacking. Whoa. Yes. We're going to be talking about integrated medicine. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about some really new hot topics in Florida with medical marijuana and CBD. I see. Well, that, that sounds exciting. So uh, what else can the listener expect? Well, fun facts of the body. Did you know that one red blood cell carries a billion oxygen molecules? That's a lot. I had no idea. Yeah, so, so if you looked up into the night sky, right. you could take every little star yeah. and put them on one red blood cell. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. So all kinds of trivia, surprise guests, and things that you're not going to hear about just hanging out in, in your in your uh, family practitioner's uh, doctor's office. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about all the stuff you're not listening or hearing from or maybe your general practitioner. Amazing. All right. Thanks so much, John. Uh, Live Life Aware, guys, coming soon from the Space Coast Podcast Studios. Jesse, have you ever wondered what is the best way to interview applicants for your open position so you have the best chance of hiring a keeper? All the time. Well, I talk to managers every day, Jesse, that use their gut instinct to make a hire. Sometimes that works out, but more times than not, it can lead to a bad hire. Replacing a poor hire can be expensive and hurt morale. One of our most popular service offerings at HR Office Savers is teaching employers how to be better interviewers. Improved interviewing techniques lead to better hiring, which leads to better employee retention, which leads to less turnover and more profit. Contact me today to find out how you can learn to be a better interviewer. I can be reached online at www.hrofficesavers.com or by phone 928-308-4506. Again, that's back and once again we were here with Catherine Rivas um, you didn't roll the R that time the first time you said it you Rivas. rolled the R Rivas. now you now you're now you're back to being I guess uber, uber white, white uber, uber white. white I went uber white again I'm sorry yeah. I, I, was, That's I apologize to my wife I just I went uber white for a second honey um, I'll cook later it'll be delicious I promise um, but you know uh, just to finish up on what we were talking about a minute ago with, with the co-parenting aspect of it um uh, much props, like you said, there, there are times where people don't get along, people do get along. Um, we've, uh, with Maria and I, uh, her ex, it was obviously rocky at first, but same situation. Maria did the same thing. She was kind of like nervous about introducing me to the kids or to, to Gabriel because at that time she was like, I don't want to introduce any new person unless I know this is a person that right. is a possibility because she didn't want to, like, like you said, they've never seen anybody other than the dad being there right. so it's it's one of those things you don't want to keep introducing new people new people new people uh, unless you know someone's going to be long term or work or whatever um so it is weird you know um it was definitely weird being the guy <laughs> you know like not i didn't have any kids right. so you know walking in being like hello how are you small human you know like 
I like your mom. Yeah, your mom's your mom's pretty cool, you know. And Gabriel didn't care. Gabriel's like, you want to color? And I was like, sure, let's color. You know, that was that was how we met, like coloring. You know, um, but it was weird. Like for me, I was like, hmm, this is going to be interesting. How do I how do I say hello to a four and a half year old? You know, it's like. You know, how do you make a good impression? You know, like, do I bring candy? I mean, like, what do you do? I mean, like. That's, that's creepy. That's creepy. That's creepy. That gets you on a certain registry. That's creepy. Yeah, you know, like. You have to be careful But, like, that. here, I have a puppy and some candy. Right. You know, and they're like, oh, no, no, nay, nay, those are red flags. Especially you know? with the van you drive. Yeah. It's, it's all that's that. Shh. We won't talk about that. Um, so, but very interesting, you know, moving forward. I think that's, that's awesome that yeah, you guys can co-parent, you know, because there's a lot of people who cannot. You know, they don't even talk to each other. We're halfway there. That's good. That's good. That's that's. But at least you're working. You're yeah. not just ah, screw it. You know, you guys are still working on it, and I'm sure it's a work in progress and not ever perfect. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, like I said, there's uh, we we finally got <coughs> and me and Maria have been together. You better know this. Years. You know, a long time. So yeah, now it's like you know we can go. Everybody can go to the beach and have a, a barbecue together, but. It hasn't been since 2016. It's been a long Not time. Not there yet. Yeah. It's been a long <laughs> time with us, but it, and it took a lot of time in development. Um, now, during the break, Chris started asking a bunch of mortgage questions. Yes. And uh, it, it was cool because Chris always does that. Like, he'll wait till the break and be like, I have no idea what was going on. Tell me, fill me in more, you know? Um, and then we come back and I'm like, all right, that was a great thing to talk about. Um, well, that's because I can't get a word in because you don't stop talking. <laughs> I told Catherine when we started, before we started, I said, look, if you want to get a word in, you got to just cut them off. It is. It's like merging into I-4 traffic. You just got to go, and Steve will stop. They always stop. He'll stop, but if you don't, he'll just go. See, because I'm always afraid, like, I'll be talking, and then Chris will just go, like he said earlier. He'll be like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I'll be like, oh. Uh, so anyway, you know, so I'm like, keep, keep it going, boys. Yeah. Uh, so what else do you want? Christopher, Christopher. All right, so during the break, we were talking that, uh, my wife and I, when we bought our the house we're in now, we originally started with a large bank, right? Yeah, I know. And the, <laughs> she's like, no, 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 no. no. We started with a, with a with a with a regular bank to get our mortgage through because that's who had our original mortgage on the house we owned previously. So we thought it'd be nice and easier just to stay with them. We had all of our checking, savings, money market, everything was with them. So getting the mortgage should be easy. I talked to the guy on the phone, gave him my information. He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, originally, I didn't want to pay any of that PMI. I think it's stupid to have to pay insurance on my own mortgage, but whatever. And so the guy said, look, we have a 5% thing, 5% down. You don't have to pay PMI. Here's your credit, your income. You qualify, no problem for it. So we put the offer in on the house. We get approved. 15, 18 days into the process, he calls me up and goes, hey, uh, I was wrong. Uh, you guys don't qualify for this exact mortgage, so we're not going to be able to do that one. And I was like, all right, cool, man. Just switch me over to that FHA, 3.5% down. We'll pay the PMI until we get some equity in the house, and then I'll get rid of it. He's like, all right. So I said, all right, cool. So we're still good to close in, you know, two weeks. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. We we, we got to start all over again. It's a 30-day process. And at that point, I kind of lost my mind. I wound up at the office uh, getting into a, a local lender. Yeah, no, no, no. First, I wound up in their office okay. of the of the large bank, and uh, I had a good discussion with that guy and, and the manager. And then, luckily, yeah, a local lender – came through and, and bailed us out. So you and I were kind of talking about the differences between a large bank and a, and a local lender right. and what exactly, I think that that's what I meant when I asked you earlier about what does a loan originator do? I don't think people understand like what the process actually is to get a mortgage on a house. Okay. So I've never worked for a retail bank, but from what I hear, um, the loan originator kind of, kind of takes your application. 
Um, if the credit looks good and you have the funds, they take the application, they think you qualify, and then they kind of send it off. Um, processing and underwriting is usually not right there at the branch. Um, so they have to wait for for this underwriter to get back to you or the processor and say, this person qualifies or they don't. Um, with a local lender, and I was um, telling you guys, a lot of the uh, realtors, local realtors, will not take pre- pre-qualifications or pre-approvals from retail banks. And you agree. They will not take them because it's not... Um, it's just not good what he's saying. Right, they're not really as guaranteed as well. <laughs> they're just not, um, I guess they're not as solid. Um, so when you go to a, most of them will refer their clients to a local lender. Um, for example, they'll come to me or whoever at the office. We take their application. We see what program we can get them into. Um, and then our processor is in-house. And our underwriter for us is in Altamont Springs, but we only have one. And if we need to communicate with them, we're able to. I can call her on the phone. When you're when we were working with the broker, you couldn't do that. Okay. You had no there was no way to do that. So it's just easier. It's so, communication. So what is so break it down for me real quick, what the processor and the underwriter, what is the so you take the I, I call you up and say, Catherine, we wanna buy this house. Uh give you my information, you put everything in the application, say, All right, Chris, you guys with the money you're gonna put down, you qualify to do you know, the conventional 20% down, no PMI loan. And you put it through to the processor from that point? So you get pre-qualified, we give you a letter. Right. Um, if you bring in your documents, we get you pre-approved, which means we looked at everything. Uh, you're pretty solid. We've looked at your documents at that point. Um, you're talking like tax returns, pay stubs. Tax returns, pay stubs, you W-2s. You credit. Yep, okay. everything looks great. Um, we get the pre-quals or the pre-approvals to the realtors. Tell them this is what they qualify for. If they need seller credit, we communicate that. Um, and then once you go under contract, we do a full application that you have to sign. Right. Um, and then it goes to our processor. So our processor pretty much goes through the file with the, they dissect your file. Right. Um, and if there's anything that comes up on fraud reports, um, anything that they pull up, then they get back to us and they say, hey, this is the rest of the documents that I, that I will need okay. um, before I get it to underwriting. When a file goes to underwriting, we should be positive that we have a file. We're not throwing something out there and hoping that it sticks. Right. Um, so when it goes to underwriting, we're really just waiting for that conditional approval. The conditional approval comes back. Hopefully there's only one or two things on there. Insurance, you need to get insurance on the house. Um, if something else needs to be cleared up, um, and then we send it back to them with those documents, and it's a clear to close. So what is the un- the underwriter is just the final person that looks over the file? They approve your loan. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question. Earlier you talked about um, if you get somebody who comes in and say say they have credit that they're trying to rebuild. Um, is there any, like, basic tips that you can give people for, you know, focusing on rebuilding credit or, uh, like, what, what would be some suggestions? Um, I think the main thing that we see is um, the credit card, credit card usage. Um, so whenever you use your credit cards over 30%, you're hurting your, your credit. Um, if you go over that limit, even by a dollar, you're killing your credit. Um, so we look at things and we try to guide them um, as to how, how to raise their scores or anything like that. When you say um, 30%, so if I have a $10,000 credit limit on my credit card, anything over $3,000 then starts to lower the, the... There's no exact math. Okay. Um, but that that seems to be it. Yeah. Okay. So you so want to have like a seventy percent balance open, correct. able to use, or seventy percent available credit on a credit card. Right. Would be the okay. So interesting. Now, um, real quick, just ahead, on the credit ahead. stuff. So, and I, and I could be completely wrong on this because I probably am. Um, 
the regular credit score, but then there's a different credit score for mortgages, or is it all the same credit score? Because I know like when you go through one of the credit, I think through Capital One or one of the, I think that's the credit card we have, you get your yearly FICO, FICO score. You can FICO, FICO, whatever it is. FICO. FICO, thank you. <laughs> and you can click and it'll, like, it breaks down, like, all these different credit scores that you can look at, like auto loan credit score, mortgage, or it's either mortgage or home buying or reef. I don't remember what it's it classified as. So is it, are they actually different or so which one? Have, yeah, you have your three credit scores. Um, when we pull in your credit, we base your rate and everything off your middle score. So, so you're whichever, talking whichever one's FICO, in the FICO, Experian and, and TransUnion or? Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Equifax, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, so there are different versions of those reports. When you go uh, get an auto loan, they may pull up inver- a version and you think you are uh, have a 700 credit score, and then we pull up our version and it may be lower. Um, so, yeah, there are different versions. Um, but generally, if you have an overall good credit score, you probably will probably, have everything yes. else will probably be fine. Interesting. Uh, I know it was it was funny because I was looking at uh, somebody's uh, thing the other day, and it was talking they were they were going to buy a car, and what they didn't realize is that the car company was calling all these different people, and they pull your credit uh, twenty times. Yes. yes. So and that'll hurt you. That will. You know. So so say you go to buy a car, mm-hmm. and you know they call whatever bank and then whatever bank and then whatever bank to try and get it. Every time that bank runs your credit, it's dinging you down. Um, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um, you, I, gosh, I haven't bought a car like at a car dealership in a long time because I'd, I'd rather just pay it and be done. Yeah, let me uh, give you a pro tip as somebody who's bought one or two cars in his time. I've learned that it is much better to just contact your bank and get pre-approved so you know how much money you have. And then that's just one process out of it when you're dealing with the yeah. with the dealership. You can just go, look, no, I'm going to pay you fifteen grand for that car. Okay, what do you need financing from us? No, 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 I have it. Here's the check from Bank X. That's it. I don't want to deal with anything else. I mean, they're still going to try to get you to get there. Oh, well, let's let, let me pull it and see if maybe we can get you a better rate and all that. And no, just mm-hmm. this is this is what I want. You know, it's funny. Ashley and I are talking a, a video we're going to be doing soon um, has to do with um, the thought process of that 18 to 25 year old uh, lifestyle, you know, and the, one of the big things we're going to talk about is credit card usage, because I think a lot of people when they're in those early years of college, they're like, oh, look, handling it. Oh, yeah. I, I did the same thing. Uh, think about all the guys we know getting the law enforcement. They get those first few checks, and they're like, I need that King Ranch. Oh, you yeah. Know? Everybody, drive over everybody and goes and buys a brand new truck. You yeah. Know, as soon as you, I say everybody. I did it. As yeah. soon as I got hired, I got that first check, and I went, yep, I need me a new F-150. Uh, yeah, I want an extended cab, but you know what? I'll spend an extra six grand on that on that crew cab. Oh, you mean I'm rolling over $8,000 because I'm upside down in the Tahoe? Ah, who cares? Just do it. Yeah, I need those rims. Right. I need those no, tires. No, no. I never put not my new truck. Yes, but yeah. on those, no. But <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't pay attention to that stuff. And you don't realize how far in the future that stuff's really going to affect mm-hmm. everything else you do. Oh yeah, there's people you talk to that. Um, oh, we got a question. Oh, we got a question. How can one recover of a one-time late mortgage payment? The older that mortgage payment is, the better it shows on your credit. There's really no so time. removing it. Um, so just time, yeah, time is just going to help, yeah. Um, th- does it help if you you know pay towards, uh, like you make an extra, what is it, the, the principal payment? Right. right. Um, like I know there's a lot of people that are, like, like for me, I think only like $400 goes to my principal out of my, my ridiculous mortgage, you know? So I know a lot of people that are paying double that, like toward, just towards the principal, just to try and help build their credit. 
the, that will help pay off your mortgage sooner. Um, but Does, I don't know about building your credit. It won't do anything for your credit? No, no. it's just paying off your mortgage sooner. Um, with the lates, and I try to tell people, um, just make sure that you don't have a 30-day late. So it's not going to count on your credit until you are 30-day late. Um, you pay that mortgage 20-day late, you're going to have a late fee, but it's not going to show in your credit. Gotcha. So just make sure that that it's within that, you know, right before the 30 days doesn't matter. Uh, um, you know, that's a that's a good tip because there's a lot of people that they may not get their, their mortgage payments due on the 1st, but they may not get that paycheck until the 4th. Right. Um, so I think a lot of people are scrambling. They're going to these uh, uh, advanced right. places mm-hmm. where they Terrible. go and they get banged and they get all this extra fees. I mean, that just puts them more into that poverty cycle, you know, that that being house puts them behind even more. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's a good tip that I think a lot of people could probably benefit from that you know, may want to wait till that fourth or whatever. There was a question on there. She said, uh, one, during one, the past, uh, during the hurricane, when the government hit, um, I would say call your bank. There were a lot of banks that were um, helping homeowners, um, especially during the hurricane. So they were giving, I know one person that had, um, not really sure how they worked it, but they um, were able to extend their payments. Um, or split their payments within so yeah, many saw, months to be able right. to catch up. Yeah, I saw ones where they, if you called them, if you were in a FEMA disaster area, you can call your bank and they, you could skip the payment, but it wasn't. You just didn't have to pay them that month. They added it on the back end of right. of the mortgage. So instead of 360 months, if you had a 30 year mortgage, it was 361, 362 months they had to pay, but you didn't have to pay, you know, whatever September, October. Yeah, that's uh, a great question. But you have to talk to your bank. Like you have to talk to them. They don't know what's going on. Um, they just know that you haven't made the payment. So right. you're going to keep getting the calls and you're going to have those lates. Um, definitely speak to your bank. They're, they're willing to help. Yeah. Now what if, so you said you, you, you would help somebody or at least give them a guidance on what to do to fix their credit or help build their credit. So I think most people have your car payment. You got a one, two, three credit cards, maybe a mortgage. Do you tell them, Hey, look, these are what, what's better to start paying down? Is it better to pay off? Cause if you listen to like Dave Ramsey and some of those guys, they'll tell your you, you know, high cards. interest credit card revolving mm-hmm. debt stuff like that definitely your credit cards like i said with that 30 percent um your car payment's going to be your car payment so even if you make an extra payment this month your car payment's probably still going to be your car payment right. i know with mine uh if i made an extra payment it just went towards the next month so they weren't even taking it off the principal um so yeah the credit cards are a big thing yeah i know uh, a buddy of mine was talking he didn't realize it but he made uh, he skipped a payment, say like January ish, you know, of last year. Well, then he started going back to pay in February, March, normal. Well, all those months that he had still missed that payment were showing that he was delinquent every single late. every yep. single month because they were just catching up to that first one that he had missed. Right. So he had probably nine months straight of delinquent, you know, derogatory uh, marks on his credit because he had never done a, a, a credit karma or anything like that to actually see where he was at and all of a sudden he did he was like oh my gosh they have all these black marks you know um how do i fix that and it's like you said it takes time mm-hmm. you know get caught up doing everything right um i wonder too so i think people think they already have a house and have a mortgage it's easier to that they'll automatically get approved for another mortgage if they want to go buy another house but that's not necessarily true right because they could have destroyed their credit or tacked on a bunch of extra debt since then what about is it easier to get a, a refi mortgage than a regular mortgage or do they look, do you guys look at the same thing when you're doing that? I mean, we're still looking at your credit score. Um, I guess with a refinance, what we're looking at is, are you trying to just get a different rate 
a lower rate or are you trying to do a cash out? Right now, rates have gone up a little bit. Um, so people that have had a mortgage for, I don't know, four, three, four years, uh, rates are a little bit higher. But now we have a lot of equity. Houses have gone up. Right. Um, so a lot of people are doing cash out refinances. Uh, Sometimes they don't make sense. A lot of time they do. If you have a lot of credit card debt and your interest rate's 28%, it makes sense to refinance and pay off those credit cards when your mortgage has. And then cancel those credit cards, right? Because You don't want to cancel your credit cards. No. That'll kill your credit tail. Really? Boom, it's boom, all boom. about history. Look, See? just no, History, something. history, history, yeah. Okay. So if you close a credit card the only that reason you've had. I say that is just because I know most people, and I did this once, is I paid off all my credit cards with my tax return. I was all excited. And then six months later, I'd rack them all back up. And you're like, well. Guess I'll just start all over again and start paying back on it. So that's why I didn't know if just canceling it, so you don't you don't have that ability to do it. But history on it. You need history, definitely need history. Um, if you pay them off, I mean, you want to use them every month. That's what reports you, your credit cards reporting is what's building your credit. A lot of people don't understand that, so they'll have a credit card and it's just sitting there. They're not using it. That's not helping them. Right. So you still want to use it, even if it's just to get gas. So go get gas and then just pay it off. I mean, because they don't care if you pay it off as long as it's open and you're using it. So if I go, if I spend $200 in a month in gas and then pay it off when the bill comes in, they don't care. The credit reporting companies don't care. They just notice, all right, good, look at that. He's making his payments on time and he's making. Great. You're being responsible. Now I have a question on, um, there's a lot of people I know who want to pay their house off totally. And then I've heard other people say, don't do that. Pay it down to about 20000 That way you don't lose your uh, homestead exemption. Um, uh, now, what is the thought process on that? Is, is there a thought process? Because, that, like I said, one person said, pay your house totally off. Um, but if you do that, you're going to lose your, your homestead exemption. Yeah, but why would no. you lose your homestead it's exemption? It's still your primary home. So you oh, have okay. homestead as long as it's your primary residence. Gotcha. Um, the minute you turn it into an investment, then, yeah, you will lose it. Okay. So you could pay your house totally off and you're not going to lose your homestead. No. As, as long as, as, long as, your, as, it's, your as long as it's your home. primary house. Okay. Okay. O- only reason, like I said, I've, I've gotten two right. different statements from two No, like people. if you guys paid off your house and then bought another house and moved into that one and then made the house you're in now a rental house. You would lose your homestead exemption, gotcha. but you would lose it whether you paid it off or whether you kept it. Right. Anyway, if you moved into a new residence. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. See, that was something, like I said, I've gotten two different opinions from two different people. Why didn't you just ask me? Uh, <laughs> what, was I right? Was what? I right? I don't, I don't ask Chris too many complicated questions. <laughs> You'd be yeah. surprised at the ridiculousness I know. No, let me tell you something. As Chris was discussing, you know, being inside of this large bank, arguing, the only thing I was picturing was you being like... Oh, I was. Oh, Chris, mad. Chris, Chris, gonna pick things up. Chris and throw was very down. upset. You know, like that's what I was picturing. Well, you gotta understand too. At the time, we had sold our house. We were in the. We were living in this tiny little rental house. We just had our son, so he was four or five months old. My daughter. We've got a hundred pound Rottweiler. That's tough. And we're in an eleven hundred square foot rental home, waiting to move into essentially what is going to be our. It's our dream home. I mean, it's it's our forever home. We're going to be there forever, unless I can convince her to buy something in the woods or. In the keys, but uh, so we'll be there forever. Chris is gonna live like the Unabomber in a shed somewhere <laughs> one day. Like you're gonna, he's gonna be like I'm hunting on the land, people. You yeah, know, living off the land. So, you know, it was very frustrating because now I thought, oh, we might lose this house. So you were in a stressful situation, right? So yeah, yeah the and they, the large bank caught the brunt of that. Uh, I will say that they, at least the the manager of the the office made it right. We had paid the money for the appraisal and some other things, and they refunded that back to us. And then that guy was fired. So I felt good. Boom, boom, boom. No. <laughs> he should have never. In the middle of down there giving him our application, he's taking phone calls from his mom. He's like, oh, that's my mom. That's my mommy. He's like in his mid-40s, 50s. And I'm like, dude, 
stop. Put the phone down, man. I'm your customer. Yeah. If she's not in the hospital dying, <laughs> oh. me and my wife are your number one concern right now. Now, uh, Mike sent us a question. Um, does having a lease on a car rather than a loan help or hurt your credit? Considering it's more like you're just renting the car. Like, does that... Hmm. I'm not sure. I think, I mean, it's still um, an installment loan. A payment is a payment. Yeah. As long it, as you're on time with it's either still, one. It's yeah. still an installment loan uh, as long as you're not late. Everything yeah, but should they, be fine. They don't look at it, I guess, as debt to income, or they would still? It, any it's just monthly payment. I mean, any monthly payment, whether it's a lease or... or um, a regular or a regular payment, payment. it's yeah. still a payment so it's still counted towards your okay. debt to income um i don't i don't think so i mean i'll double check on that but i don't i don't think there's a difference interesting uh, um i'm supposed well, to ask about a, a boat loan if i got a boat loan would that hurt <laughs> my chances to get a mortgage uh your payment's probably going to be a, a little bit high so you're right on the on the home but the boat they'd be low so yeah, Catherine, uh, chris really wants a boat yeah. and uh so if you could just for a my, second, just go like this. Just like lie for a minute and go. That would that would actually help you get better mortgage loans. Well, that, that would like really go in Chris's but, better. But <laughs> if we if we refinanced our house and did a cash out and paid off all of our debt, yes, then I could go get a boat loan and we would actually our payments our payments between our mortgage and the boat loan would be lower than what we're paying now on some of the other stuff. So in the end, it works out better. So I agree, Catherine. I, should I get will a boat. help you with a cash out, but I don't. You'll have to. Right. So Catherine said Talk we're getting a boat. You heard her. <laughs> Nora, you heard her. We're getting a boat. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We're like, we're, we're both people who have been divorced. You know, we're, oh, yeah. That's, we're not, neither of us not are going to be there. like, yeah, we're not going there. We're like, uh, I like your kids. I kind of want them to have two parent households. You know? <laughs> kind of just going to have to come home with a boat one day and just deal with the ramifications. Uh, oh, is she posted? I'm waiting for, uh, there's going to, he'll have, he'll, you will have a very nicely, uh, you know, paid off house or whatever, all those things. But there'll be a fresh plot of dirt about six foot by five foot wide right. in the backyard that'll uh, have a little stick next to it named Chris. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, Nora will live a happy life, though. You right. know, um, so going back to, um, y- you know, what you've been doing, the great tips. Um, there's a lot of people like me, like I, we're asking questions right now. Um, any other things you can suggest um, for people who are maybe thinking about first buying time, a home, right. first-time buyer? Um, I think the main thing is a lot of people think they don't qualify, so they don't even try. Um, call us. Try. We'll let you know. If you can't right now, then you can't. Um, but just just try. Why not? I mean, there are a lot of programs right now. FHA is meant for first-time homebuyers. Um they have we're able to go down to a 580 credit score um if your score is under a 620 it is a little bit of a tougher process but we do all we do them all the time um so yeah don't what if i have a rent right now really sucks rent really sucks right now so if you can buy at least try and it still matters on your on your credit score right so even if i have a low credit score but i make a lot of money that doesn't matter right still or will it eventually even itself out How or low no? of a credit score? Oh, I don't have low credit. I don't think. You'd have to ask my wife. If you have at least. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, didn't, I, so I think some people think that, too. Like, oh, well, I've got all this money or I've got I've got 20% like down. But if you still don't have the credit, then it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't work like that, no. So we definitely have to get the, the credit score where we need it to be. Um, making a lot of money helps. It definitely helps. Uh, your debt to income will be low. You probably qualify for a higher mortgage. Um, but, yeah, we need your credit score. 
Awesome. Okay, we'll uh, go to break. Are we done? Oh, man. I We're done? That was we've quick. Been, we've been talking. We've been just going off, you know. Um, no, that's awesome. You know, everything you've been talking about I had like 50 today. more questions and a great Dominican story to tell about getting chased around by a guy with an AK, but okay. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to do this again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll have a second show. Let's listen, let's listen to the, the, the story. Oh, I can tell that story. Yeah, go, go. Okay. okay. So when my wife and I uh, were dating, <laughs> we went to the Dominican. I think I told you that. I'm going to butcher it. So, so Punta Cana, mm-hmm. some, right? Okay. So we stayed at a, a, a resort there. She wanted to go horseback riding. I looked at her and said, oh, okay, you I, go have fun. I'm not going. <laughs> so I wound up going horseback riding. We signed up for the excursion and we're walking down the beach. And as we walk down the beach, we get these signs that say, you're now leaving the resort. Pretty much saying, think twice about what you're doing. Okay. You're about to leave the resort. <laughs> There's security for the resort, armed security there. And they're like, are you guys leaving? We go, yeah, we got a, a horseback riding excursion. I guess we're going over that way. And he's like, all right, have fun. So we go. We meet up with this this uh, local guy there, and and my wife gets a horse, and he she he gets a horse, and he looks at me, and goes, uh, how big are you? And at the time, I was a little trimmer. I was like two twenty five. He's like, oh, you get the big horse, okay. <laughs> so I get the big horse. We start riding. All of a sudden, we're riding down some trail and. Uh, now you got to understand, I don't ride horses, so I don't understand giddy up and and yeah, I was I'm looking for. About, I was picturing you no, on a horse, like. right? No, I'm looking for a gas pedal and a brake. You know, there's none of that. So we're driving, we're, we're riding down a trail, and all of a sudden he stops and jumps off his horse and starts to walk into the woods. And I'm like, hey, and he goes, it's okay, I go pee pee. I'm like, all right, dude, do what you need to do. <laughs> so he's in the he's in the woods. Our horses are eating leaves off trees. Uh, he comes out and gets on the horse. Well, as he comes out and gets on the horse, two guys emerge from the other side of the woods. One has an AK and the other one has a shotgun. When he looks at us, he goes, we go now. So he takes off, nor my wife takes off. My horse just stands there and is eating <laughs> leaves still. I'm like, buddy, we should, can we, can we, can we, can we go? I'm like, go. I'm like, giddy up. Hi-ho, silver. Let's, let's do something here. And finally, my horse just kind of trots along and they just walked behind me and walked into the other side of the woods and they were gone. I was like, oh. Never going horseback riding again. <laughs> and that was it. You went back to Palm Bay. You lived your life. <laughs> I went horseback riding one more time in Jamaica, and I'll tell you that story next time about oh. it because that one's even worse. Mm. Excellent, excellent. Uh, finalizing this podcast, what do you uh, – final tips, final tips. Do you have any good final tips to give people? Like you said, if, uh, if you think you can buy, at least try, you know, come out. You know, it, it should people have a certain amount of money for a, depo- a down payment? Like, is there anything that you would say, hey, these are the top couple things to think about? One being getting your credit cards down, I'm sure. But any other ideas? I would just say give us a call. Just call, come in, um, let's meet, let's see where you're at. We'll pull in your credit, see where you stand, and we'll go from there. I mean, not everyone needs 20% down. Awesome. Now, like you, you want to plug. Plug, okay. wor- plug, plug, plug away. Plug the firm. Plug yourself real fast. Three two one eight three zero five eight four five. Sweet name of the business. The mortgage firm. And you are Catherine Rivas. Bam! All right. <laughs> she didn't roll the R either, Chris. <laughs> yes, Rivas. Uh, uh, she just did, and it sounded way better <laughs> than you roll your Rivas. No, stop. Stop it. Gosh, it makes me go back to being Uber White. Um, like I said, everybody, thank you again for watching the podcast. Um, we'll have this up on YouTube later. Uh, Jesse, thank you for doing everything you do, and we will see you in a couple of weeks.